things cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. This is number 41. We're not even going to reference number 41 to a thing because I think we need to take a week off of that just because 40 was so big. Like we're still on the 40 high with 41. Yeah. Uh, But it's also because what is the theme of the show today? Well, today we are bringing hope and you go for it. Say what we're going to do. No, I was going to set you up for it because because I think I, I want to say this is something that you are especially good at doing is always bringing this out. But what is our theme today? Our theme is with all things that are going on that are hopeless, how to make things fun. This is the fun episode. There's going to be tons of hopeless stuff and tons of depressing stuff that we're going to bring out, but it's how to make things fun. And this is, I think, going to be the most fun episode we've ever had. Yes. And I think we and I think we've been pretty heavy over the past year in the world of politics. And there's even some topics that we're not going to mention here that we said, you know, we're going to take off the agenda because they really delved into not fun. Um, no. And, you know, and it's like, yes, this is about addressing hopelessness. But at the same time, we want this to be a very enjoyable listen to our viewer our listeners. Um, and so, yeah. So, Aaron, you know, what's not fun is that we're still in quarantine. But the fun part is we get to have news from the quarantine still. I don't know what's yeah. going to be called once we're out of quarantine, by the way. News from regular life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. News of the week, which sounds like a 1960s news show. No, we'll do something clever, more clever than that. But there's a huge thing that happened. Did you see, did you, I, I'm curious, Rohit, did you f- like feel a flicker of your lights like a, like a few hours ago? Like, did your lights I, flicker? I did have my bookcase uh, do a little shimmy. And then at that moment, man, I really wish that I had secured it to the wall like the Ikea instructions uh, instructed me to. Um, But yeah, why don't you tell everybody what the cause of that shake was? Well, there was a Bauer outage (laughs) in Los Angeles because Cy Young Award winner and absolute nutcase, but hilarious for it. He's like, you'll like it because he's like the Elon Musk of baseball. Uh, Trevor Bauer signed kind of out of the blue, uh, pun intended, because Dodgers are blue, with the Dodgers, like, which was like, Adam, he was rumored to be going to all sorts of different teams. I think the Mets were pretty sure they were going to get him. And the Dodgers just signed Trevor Bauer. Um, If you don't know who he is or what he's about, just look on Google and you'll see lots of crazy shit because he's... Not only an incredible pitcher some of the time, but he's also just a wackadoodle. Like he'll say whatever is on his mind. He'll do the weirdest things. He's he's just uh, for a little bit. He was like saying he was a Trumper, but then he said he never voted for Trump and actually doesn't like him. (laughs) I mean, he he sometimes does. He does dances off the mound like he uh, he'll like. Science, he'll tell the batter like what pitch is coming. He does weird things. And uh, 
so he's coming to LA. That's going to be crazy to see what this team can do now that we're adding uh, the Cy Young Award winner, who I think is going to slot into like the number three spot in our rotation too, which is pretty wild. Dude, Dodgers are repeating, man. I don't know how they don't. They're going to be. Well, there's a lot of ways. Again. There's a lot of ways we don't because it's so often not the favorite in baseball that wins it all. Um, Dodgers have been the favorites a lot of times and haven't even made the playoffs or bounced in the first round. So, yeah. so are the no. Yankees. They're like the favorites every year, and they haven't won in a long time. And you know what? Trevor Bauer, the contract that he signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, today is higher than the entire salary of my Baltimore Orioles. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's – and, you know, as – as sour as you are on the Orioles and what they're about right now, they will have a resurgence. I promise you that because all the teams do and they all come out of nowhere and like have a run and the Orioles will have a run. You have some young talent like it could be three or four years, but there will be the Orioles run. It was I mean, it was only what about five years ago that they had a good team for a few years and made the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. So. Everyone has their run. The Dodgers getting Trevor Bauer was nuts. And again, if you're not a sports fan or a baseball fan, just look up some of the stuff he says. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see that insanity and how it it, it does in a very uh, sort of specific market like L.A. Um, he also might yeah, suck. Man. He's, he's been terrible sometimes. So uh, Hey, at least the Orioles got Felix Hernandez, who I thought retired a couple of years ago. So that was our big free agent acquisition. The biggest one we've had in years, to be honest. Um, and he's so. uh, like a probably fringe Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. quite know. But he he's like, was the he won Cy Young's and he was the best pitcher. Now, it might have been like eight years ago, but he was that guy. I mean, if he can revive his career and maybe spend like 10 years in Baltimore and win way more Cy Youngs, there's a chance that he could go to the Hall of Fame wearing an Orioles cap. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, kind of famous for being a Mariner, but yes, he could. Uh, yes. So could you, uh, the next uh, the next piece of news from quarantine, we have a, a couple things before we get into more fun. Uh, yeah. Um, go for it. So according to CNN and BBC and every news source is – um, the Russian doctor who treated Alexei Navalny, as we've talked about before, opposition uh, leader to uh, you know dictator Vladimir Putin, um, that his 55-year-old doctor that was in phenomenal health just died of a very mysterious heart attack. Um, and he his follows, personal doctor? No, the doctor that treated him, uh, that treated Alexei when he was poisoned and saved his life. Oh. One of the doctors that saved his life. What? Um, yeah, so this doctor is one of uh, many people that has had ties to uh, Alexei Navalny that has somehow mysteriously died after being very, very healthy. Um, so, you know, there was, there was two hits put out on Alexei, both failed, two assassination attempts. One he almost truly, truly died from. Um, and so now he's back in Russia serving two and a half years for some bullshit uh, sort of, on some bullshit charges. Um but yeah, this is really sad and very scary, and it just shows that Vladimir Putin will literally stop at nothing to make sure all dissenters are brought down, and it's really, the, really scary. The good thing, I'll say, this isn't a hope or hopeless thing. This is just 
I do feel hope with this is President Biden is making what is he what is his phrase America is back in that we're the world leader again and he's on it with some of these um like the coup that just happened in uh where was it in Myanmar yeah like like it's not like like the last four years where the the when a coup happened in a dictatorship uh our president cheered it on and like was buddies with those people Biden is putting his foot down and has already put his foot down with Putin. And I guarantee you there's going to be more calls made that like, like is America going to have to intervene in this and we'll see what happens. But it does seem like Biden means business with America becoming a, a foreign policy leader again, instead of being this country that just kind of disintegrates into idolizing like Kim Jong-un. Yeah, I I really we have to hope, hope that. Right? Yeah, um, I mean there was a video of a woman uh, capturing. She was doing a dance video, uh, like an aerobics video uh, in Myanmar, and she was dancing. And then they actually was actually capturing uh, a military coup happening in the background while recording the video. Um, I don't know oh, if you've really? seen it. It is yeah, it is wild. Um, and uh, Whoa. she was live. She was live streaming it actually. Um, that's and, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's crazy, but it also shows. I believe that we news from the quarantine for me is that I believe, just like we've been our whole lives until the last four years, we can actually be a world leader again and be respected again around the world, and it takes taking command of some of these uh, big problems and not just being pushovers like we were and really just idolizing the dictators and not liking any other country. Yeah, and it's like a really complicated issue because, you know, according to what I've been reading, it's like, you know, there was an election in November uh, where the National League for the Democracy Party, headed by Aung San Suu Kyi, won a second term in office, defeating the party backed by the military. Now, the military has decided to seize control and detain senior politicians, including the country's president, before the first session of the new parliament where those results would be confirmed. So really, really scary stuff. Seems kind of oddly familiar, huh? Um, yeah. And then uh, and then it's saying the man who just took control was the general who ordered uh, a genocide um, against the Rohingya Muslims. The democratic government and an authoritarian military somewhat coexisting, then transitioning to a full military state is definitely throwing any vestiges of democracy out the window, even if it was on shaky ground. So now they've also banned Twitter, Facebook, all sorts, all social media. Um, so, um, yeah, it is, it is people can't even communicate to organize now because their channels have been, uh, blocked by the government. Um, and that is also scary. Same thing that happened in Russia, same thing that happened here. Um, and same thing almost happened here, Yeah, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah. In terms of censorship, yeah, you did have, you know, um, I'm not talking censorship. I'm talking yeah. coup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coups and censorships, all bad, bad things. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's a big piece of news out of the quarantine, what's happening in Myanmar, what's happening in, uh, Russia, um, you know, what continues to happen in Chinese to the, the Uyghur Muslims. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of shit that's happening in the quarantine that is 
way more insane than anything's happening in this country at the same time. Um, but speaking of our own country and some news. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The one piece of th- I don't know if you caught this, but I found it to personally be hilarious is so Fox News has been uh, some people's favorite um, channel. Most people's think it's a bunch of propaganda or a lot of people do. Um, oh, so it absolutely is. It absolutely is. But they're the highest rating news network. Go ahead. Sorry. They were. So their oh. ratings have plummeted. They're like fifth ever since uh, like Trump lost and all this like people aren't watching it anymore. They have don't have viewership. They're getting the they're the least watched. CNN's number one and Fox News is getting trampled by all of them. They're like the lowest people aren't watching anymore because they don't have their uh, demagogue on it anymore. And there's nothing really to talk about to like criticize. So their Twitter. <laughs> so Onion or Twitter or Fox News. This was what they said. Biden flying to Delaware despite CDC warnings to avoid travel. That was Fox News's big tweet today. Huh. But he's a president. I mean, he should be traveling. He should be going solving shit, right? So that's fine. He's going places. Okay. That's the big news story. Or is it an onion story? Ooh. I mean, dude, he's from Delaware. I think it's a real story and they're trying to make something out of it. It's a real story. It's actually what they, when their guy who they like love forever was traveling to golf, what, every day, week, at least once a week. And, uh, and was, who knows what else he was doing, uh, going to Florida all the time, doing whatever. And then Biden goes to travel because he's the president to Delaware from D.C., not very far even, because he's the president and he goes on Air Force One and they're saying he's going against CDC rules. I found it comical. I laughed. I saw that. And I'm like, you are th- you are fishing in a des- in a desert. Like, that's a bad thing that you're the president and you're traveling to do presidential stuff on Air Force One. <laughs> I mean, so it's uh, it was a news from Corinne to just so show how low propaganda news can stoop when they don't have anything to talk about. Yep, I think. uh, Yeah, fortunately, I feel no headlines are sometimes good headlines. Um, Non news is good news after the insane, insane year we just had. But speaking of some crazy news, let's move on to our first topic. Our first topic is an update on Wall Street bets and what has happened with the game stock uh, stocks crashing and plummeting as we talked last week after that interference um, at the hand of the hedge funds and the clearinghouses and how uh, you know day traders were blocked from trading on the platforms for over a week. Their volume was either completely cut off or extremely restricted. Um, and it caused the soaring uh, GameStop stocks that were well on their way up to just to halt tank and then give the hedge funds a chance to buy them all back. Absolutely criminal. And people should be going to jail. Um, the, it, it, it's, it's, you know, and I think there's still um, going to be a lot of investigations. There's a lot of news. Um, and 
what I'm concerned about right here is that the people that are going to be sitting on the hearing, you know, there's U.S. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Um, she has not recused herself from sitting on uh, any sort of uh, hearing about this matter, um, despite her uh, getting over $700,000 um, in speaking fees from Citadel, one of the parties that is going to be uh, investigated. Um, so that to me, it's very, very scary. Bec you know, right now, most of most elected officials, um, there have their have their hands in the pockets of of huge financial investment firms, um, and I think that right now this is not going to be a win for the people. There's already uh, talks of the SEC investigating the individual traders for them doing anything. Oh, that might be out of the ordinary. So um, this is a, a sort of scary thing, and it's sad just to know that that the little man will always be the little man because we cannot stand up to corporatist well, overlords. We're both against the man. We've uh, established that many times on this show. Uh, mm -hmm. Very against the man. Everyone should have a fair chance and we should not be controlled. And the last four years showed to the nth degree how the man can just start to take control where really... There's no voice for anyone but the man. And uh, I want that to go away. I loved what they were doing. I have hope that good things, are, this is the start. It doesn't happen overnight, but this is the start of good things to come because there's, we have a, we have most people in place that I think want some part of this to happen. Um, so my question to you, because we can't predict what's going to happen going forward exactly, although I know we went in the right direction with the Wall Street, I mean, the Reddit, the Reddit uh, guys doing this. It was like, look, we can mess with stuff too. My question to you is, what do you think is next? Or what's like the next thing? Because they're not going to stop. They're going to keep messing with stuff. What's the next thing that you think is going to be like, Haha, ha, we got you this time again because they're not going to stop like the next meme stock. Yeah, I mean, I think that the market is definitely going to dry up for a little bit, mainly. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. It's it's it's, you know, every, like I said, every poll. I think that people are going to the next meme stock is to take a long time for it to take off, mainly because there's no chance of. You know any legislation I think supporting little man. I mean, even the guy that we both voted for Biden had seventy four million dollars in backing from Wall Street this past year for his election. But that doesn't There's mean that he's going to he's going to that doesn't mean he's going to govern that way. I believe he I hope also not. I hope not. But I believe um, he I believe he also will see that that everyone deserves and he runs on that. He says every person deserves a chance. So I hope so. I mean, why does he's this been doing not some impressive that? things recently? He's been doing some very impressive things recently. And I hope that he stays. That. If not, you know, I won't be disappointed. I'll just be completely expecting what any politician would do. So hopefully he can exceed those expectations, which are generally poor that I have of every politician. Um, so um, let's see. Let's see what happens. But I do, to answer your question, what is the next meme stock? Aaron, I think there are some, I think what this is doing is I think there can be some meme long-term stocks that might be kind of interesting, um, but that are based off of, I think, interests in, you know, what uh, younger generations have, whether it is electric cars like Tesla. If anybody invested in Tesla just a few, few years ago, they'd be doing pretty well right now. Um, I, I've had money for the past like year or so in Beyond Meats. So I think meat alternatives, um, 
I think I still think uh, cannabis stocks are a great place to be in because more and more states are going to legalize and there might even be federal legalization that's coming because right now it's still in a state by state basis. You've had decriminalization in many places, but legalization is a whole different story because that actually opens up banking infrastructure that opens up uh, how it's taxed. It opens up a whole sort of new approach. Um, and then it also just opens up just that marketplace that might extend outward and all of a sudden America has exports again. It's nice for America to have, you know, farming exports. So I think that is so I think the 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 green world is still a huge huge place you can invest in and I would be looking at um you know uh, at some of those places that could handle long term distribution on a nationwide and global scale. So that I think that to me is some place that I'm personally really interested in as well as the alternative meats. Those are my two spots. Um, and also energy alternatives, but that one's so wide. Um, but if you're looking short term, if you're looking now, yeah. I think both you and I jumped into this. It is cryptocurrency, which we both have been in for a while, but specifically Dogecoin. Yes, you heard it right, Dogecoin. If you remember the funny- it's named you know, after a dog. Yep, the funny like Shiba Inu memes from like, you know, eight, 10 years ago um, and uh, that have kind of stuck around and almost become like vintage at this point and had a rebirth. Um, but for many, many years, that they created their own cryptocurrency. Around the time Bitcoin came out and everything, that was a completely a joke and used to earn Dogecoin. I earned a bunch by having posts that went on live on the Doge subreddit and made it to the front page of the Doge subreddit, which is the top 25 <laughs> posts. And I guess I had a whole bunch of coins, but I never redeemed them. And they were just sitting there somewhere. I, even, I, can't, I, think, I, I think my access was even expired. Um, anyway, Dogecoin is where it's at. Um, and I'm actually pulling up a, our little stock ticker, um, Dogecoin. Aaron, let's see, what's Dogecoin trading at right now? The answer is, drum roll. Please be a lot, please be a lot, please be a lot, please be a lot, please be a lot. Uh, as of right now, it's 46 cents. Um, I'm sorry, 4.6 no, cents. 4.6 cents. So yeah, if you want to get in, you can get in for very cheap, <laughs> under Dude, a nickel. A month, a month ago, it was one cent. Um, so it's quadrupled in that time. And a year ago, you know, it was trading at a tenth of a cent. Ugh. And so, um, I right had now, it it's in four- 2017 and 2018, Same. and then I just oh. switched it all the stuff. So I put a thousand dollars into it. So I got about twenty-seven thousand four hundred twenty shares of Dogecoin um, last week at about I think I bought in at like thirty cents or thirty-two cents or sorry three point two cents three point two cents. Now it's up to four point six, um, and everybody, including Elon Musk, Mark Cuban, a lot of these thought leaders, everybody's just trying to get it to a dollar. That is like the next internet thing. And the good thing about crypto is those stupid fuckers in the hedge funds and and the sec and all the clearinghouses they can't do shit about crypto they don't have access to limit it right now they're going to find ways but it is it's almost interference free um and as far as i know um so i think it's a safer play it's a ridiculous meme um and if i can just you know go from three cents to a dollar I'm going to be really happy. Really, really, really happy. Um, and, well, you also will be $27,000 richer. 
Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Beyond Mark Cuban, Elon Musk, and the internet pushing for it, there's a whole bunch of vendors that just started accepting Dogecoin, including Pornhub. And Really? Yes. And there's like a whole petition now. People are trying to get you to actually have Amazon accept Dogecoin. If that can somehow happen, there's no doubt it hits a dollar for me. Like no doubt. And even so that's going to the moon. What's your prediction in a week? In a week? I think realistically in a week we'll be at six cents. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. know that because you know it was started as a complete joke coin. It was like oh, there was total. all these coins that had their purposes and stuff. And it's, uh, you know, it's rules of what they do and who they are was we are a joke. We are just trying to we are the yeah. the, the, the goofy coin. We don't mean anything. And now, like, whereas, big, trying you to know, Bitcoin, you can buy st- stuff in m- more and more retailers now. It's on PayPal. Bitcoin has become an accepted currency in many places. Dogecoin was never even supposed to be an accepted anything. It was just a no. made-up thing. And, and here's the thing. We still bought this. I'm, we're still, we are still riding a joke, and we are openly admitting it, right? We are, this is a joke stock we're riding, or joke coin that we're riding, but... That as as because of the joke and it's picking up a lot a lot of steam, the joke is actually turning to something legitimate, which is which would actually be the most amazing thing. Um, so right now the stock is cheap, guys. It's under five cents per coin. It's not to too listeners. hard to get in. We're, yes. we're trying yeah. to get we're trying to get you rich, and if it yes. goes to and it goes down and it, you lose all your money, we didn't tell you to get it. Nope. Nope. This is not stock advice. This is us just being idiots. But we are in on the meme and to the moon. We're Even riding. Neither of, neither of us know how to actually remove it if we wanted to take it. Yeah, out. We have to figure out how to transfer it from our crypto.com accounts into wallets. But we'll, we'll get to that. That's step two. Once, once it hits next. $10. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's, so this is what we're saying. This is the fun episode. I hope you guys have fun. And even if you spend 50 bucks, go get some of this and let's see what happens. Yeah, literally 50 bucks can buy you a lot of coins, especially if it turns into a dollar and like, oh my God. Yeah. So get in on Dogecoin, everybody. If you get, yeah. If you get, spend 50 bucks and it goes to a dollar, the, I think you'd have 5,000 bucks. Something like that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I did the math right. But so, yeah, I think wait, that, wait, I think wait, that okay, would... Okay, wait, okay. So 50, if you spent 50 cents, that gives you 10 coins, right? Um, no, I'm saying 50 bucks. If you buy $50, 50 of it. $50 yep, if of you it. Buy, if you buy $50, it means you're buying, what, 1,000 coins? You said 4.6. So it's at 4.5 cents, let's say. Let's just say by the time Let's just say by the time they buy over the weekend, it hits 5 cents, right? Let's just make it even okay. math. Okay. And you spent $50. On five cents, because ten coins is is uh, uh, fifty cents. A hundred coins is five dollars. So it would be a thousand coins. Okay. So if it if it if it goes from five cents to a dollar, that fifty dollars that you spent will go from fifty dollars to to five thousand to five thousand. Yeah, you're right. I was right. I did that in my. You were right. Um. Nice. To to five thousand. No wait. No wait. The math is not right. The math is not right. Uh, Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait. Okay. So, okay, if you buy 50, if you buy 50 divided by 0.05, you're buying a thousand coins, a thousand times a dollar, your $50 are turning into 1,000, your 50 bucks will become $1,000. 
Okay, a thousand bucks. That's a lot. Yeah, that that is. I quite, was only uh, four thousand dollars off in my math. Yeah, but that's still a hell of a return. So, buy Dogecoin, tweet about it. Let's turn this joke into something real because it's it's funny because it's starting to become real. Get in early, people. Get in early. Um, yes, and uh, so speaking of fun things, we're now going to play a couple games. Yes, and we want you to play along. Uh, the first game, and I gotta give a shout out to my uh, longtime friend Will, who uh, did a post about this, and then I turned it into a game and just started doing one after another after another. The concept is non-committal songs. He w- wanted to do non-committal songs by John Lennon or by the Beatles. So the first example, because if you notice, here's the thing. Most songs by big artists or artists in general are very definitive. It's all about like knowing something like just think of songs in general, like you're going to want to do this because of this. Or So his example was Strawberry Fields Forever, the famous Beatles song. Well, that's mm-hmm. saying Strawberry Fields Forever. What if it's like Strawberry Fields some of the time? Okay. Okay. So, so then... It was like, all right, well, how can we take this a, a step further, right? Like, let's let's go further with this. So, like, an- so another- only a little bit of my loving. Yeah, only only <laughs> a little bit of your loving, or uh, big Be- Beatles song, Lu- Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds. But some of them might not be real because they bought it at the Diamond District, and that place was you know kind of sketchy so lucy in the sky with some fake diamonds and some real diamonds we all sublet a yellow submarine (laughs) that's yes we all sublet a yellow submarine uh let it be unless it's really really important then you should probably think about it a bit more yeah yeah um Oh, why am I drawing blanks on Beatles songs? Um, oh, well, I'll do a, a, a Bob Dylan famous one. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. Unless it's a day that's there's no wind, in which case you got to find the answer somewhere else. Okay, okay. Um, you can even go hip hop. Like Snoop Dogg, uh, Gin and Juice. Gin and Juice. Um what lines? I mean, I actually just thought of an older one. Wait, wait, wait. But it's like, it's like uh, cream. Um, I'm kind of into the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and uh, well, gin and juice is rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice until I get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, like, what's a... A newer song. Let's think of because uh, because if you think about it, all these musicians, they're very definitive. Like Elton John, "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me," unless it's a foggy day and the sun's not out. Yeah, or um, "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." It can start off with a handy instead. <laughs> <laughs> And I, it could start with a handy instead, but I'd be disappointed because I'd much rather. Yeah. Like oh, that would really it. hurt if the sun's giving you a blowjob. But, um, <laughs> or, <laughs> but that is what or, the song is about, right? 
I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's another uh, name? Another artist or anything? Um, Let's challenge each other. Just throw one. Uh oh. Um, Vanilla Ice. Um, it's Ice Ice Baby. Slush Dude. Slush Baby, or no? It's fucking stupid. I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself. Uh, what about? Let's think of a a bit like a U uh, two. What's a U two song that's uh, that everyone likes? Um, in the name of love. So, you know, they say in the name of love. In the name of love, unless you're like not really in love. So then it would be in the name of like too. Or how about? I kind of um, love you. <laughs> Or every now and then I'll stand by you. I won't let most people hurt you. I'll sometimes stand by you. Stand by you unless you didn't wear deodorant, in which case I'm going to probably stay about 10 feet away. And it's a pandemic, so I'll stand by you, but six feet away with our masks on. If I'm not doing anything else later, I'll stand by you. (laughs) Yeah, unless I have better things to do and better plans. Like someone invited me to a cool concert, so I'm not really going to stand by you today. (laughs) <laughs> something in the way she moves but she's not really a good dancer so not when she moves like that and actually she kind of walks with a hunch so she's not really that good at moving so something in the way she moves when she's in the right position to move yeah or these yeah, are long-winded rec- ones i'm going long-winded yeah or even like a more recent song like slightly moist ass pussy um. <laughs> that's uh that's a good one or what's the the, the big billy eilish song um billy eilish what's it called uh a uh, bad guy yeah you know moderately not nice guy <laughs> yeah moderate yeah or uh the weekend Ooh, sometimes the light hurts my eyes but not all the time. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't. Fe- I I sometimes can't feel my face when I'm with you, but sometimes I can. <laughs> yeah. It's complicated. It's well, complicated. We'd so, love it if you guys would send us some of yours. Um, yes. Any of we'll your on the show songs. And uh, so ready for game number two. Oh, we got two in a row. Let's do it. Yeah. So there's this comedy thing that came out it was really funny where it's it's making fun of political correctness where everything you say it's a general and he's standing up there and he says things like and they keep getting more progressively uh like he just can't get out of saying something that might offend someone so i believe he starts with like i'm here standing before you to make sure that all men and women are fighting the good fight. And then like a trans woman appears next to him. And then he says, oh, shoot. And also all trans women. And then he says, and speaking of trans women, look, we're out there to find out and figure out and make sure that nobody is a rat out there trying to trying to screw with us as we are on our mission. And then there's someone with a pet rat. And he's like, oh, except for people who have rats that are pets, <laughs> because I can't, I don't want to offend rats. So, you know, I'm sorry about rats. Like, I never want to uh, offend rats. I love all animals. 
no matter what they do. And then someone appears with like a big tiger bite and their arm is missing. And then they're like, but look, everyone who's been punished by animals who have hurt them, I apologize to them. And so I wanted to yeah, see if we could keep going with this. And I think I might have seen that one. He's, he, I think he gets to a point where he's like, oh, and also, you know, now we'll kill two birds with one stone. And there's like an ornithologist that's like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of phrases that, you know, that you could, if you look at it in a certain way, you could uh, perceive them as pejorative. For example, like the long and the short, you know, you then have to apologize to a, a guy with a really long arm and one really short arm. Um, yeah. And... Or like, give me a, give me a, like, so, give me a, a phrase about me, a comp, like something that you think is nice. And I'm going to turn it into something mean. Aaron, you're the cat's pajamas. Uh, dude. But what about people who like dogs and are allergic to cats? Like I'm allergic to cats. So can you just be more sensitive to the fact that I wear dog pajamas. And also the fact that people dress their animals and that can be considered cruelty because animals are not meant to be playthings of humans to be dressed as they please. Um, and because they have natural protections, they have claws, they have fur um, and humans projecting their anthropomorphic uh, ideals onto what should be wild creatures is considered almost colonialism of animals. Um, you just offended me by saying wild creatures because I think all animals should be in the wild and zoos are wrong for holding animals captive and not letting them live their best lives like people are allowed to do. Uh -oh. well, I think you shouldn't be using the word captive. Yeah. I think you shouldn't be using the word captive because the idea of captivity um you know sure it happens to animals but there's also human captives around the world there's still a slave trade that's happening right now um wait and i think it's you just pissed me off slave trade really aren't we past that <laughs> like are we past like no it's people that were unjustly treated and we're still in that era it's not over there are still people being I mean, Black Lives Matter, come on. Like, you got to be thinking here when you use the word slave. This isn't this isn't cool. Uh, you know, words mean something. Yeah, well, you also referenced the past. And I also think it's you're, you're uh, chronologically cyst, uh, chronologicist, because <laughs> you are referencing things that might have happened before I was alive. And because I wasn't there, you are now talking about an experience that I could not witness myself. And so I think you're speaking out of a place oh. of, oh, you're of going to chronological privilege. But you're going to class system now, things that I may or may not have experienced because of different wealth factors. So you're saying that maybe I might not have as much money as someone who can have better experiences than you. I think the whole term experience is wrong. It's not fair to people who can or can't have certain experiences. And yeah. you never I, know yeah, I, what what someone's life is like and what they're dealing with. What about people who have and you mental also talk, issues? And you also talked about experiences, but experience is just one letter away from sex uh, with the EX at the beginning. And what I think you've done is you've triggered um, all the involuntary celibates um, that may be listening uh, to the show. And it's not fair 
that, you know, sometimes people weren't all born the same and, you know, people, not everybody was born like with the same attractive list levels or in the same place where they could form relationships. And I think what you've done is Wait. just really put, put out a triggering Wait. word. Wait, you just said that attractive levels, you, you think that everyone isn't beautiful in their own way and there's actually levels of attractiveness. I mean, that is absolutely offensive to all people because there shouldn't be a definition of who's more attractive than some who else. And I think we can end it there because, yes, I do agree. I, do, I, did say. I said what <laughs> but, I said. And again, play along. Send us one, too, because the point of this is political correctness, I think, has gone way too far. And this shows how no matter what you say, something can offend anyone. And yes, so we're here. And, to, and I have a uh, feeling that we may have offended somebody at some point um, in the 41 episodes that, that will have uh, been put out from the show. Um, but Aaron, let's move on to our sports update. That was fun. That was a good time. And uh, we'll, I want to do more of that in the future episodes. Um, I just wanted to give you a quick recap, Aaron. So my brother and I this week got on a oh, conversation yeah. on a Zoom call with uh, New York Mets uh, star from the 80s, uh, Mookie Wilson. Um, first of all, he was hilarious. He was amazing. He was dialing to us uh, live from Zoom in his 18-wheeler truck. He's been a truck driver for 21 years in the offseason because he's still in the Mets organization as a, as a, a base coach um, and a player development and in player development. Um, what? He drives yeah, a truck dude. just for fun? He's, yeah. Yeah, he owns a trucking business and he drives it and he he loves just being on the road. He's based out of South Carolina, which is where he's from. We asked him all sorts of interesting questions. Um, you know, if, if uh, you know, what his favorite team was growing up and he actually didn't have one. He's like, I just played baseball. We didn't have a South Carolina. We didn't really have a team that was close by. I guess the closest was the Braves, but they were like, whatever. Um, and yeah, he is a diehard Mets guy for life. Um, he gave us some insights, which I cannot share, unfortunately, on this uh, podcast about current players, about past players, because he's trained a lot of them. He's worked with a lot of them. And some of the stuff he's telling me, my brother, I'll have to tell you off air. But I was like, whoa, yeah. that's really fascinating. Um, and uh, so, yeah, what? it was really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear all these things that we, we got to say off the air because that just sounds beyond fascinating. Uh, I also am just fascinated like so he made i'm trying to find out how much money he made in his career but i'm sure it was a lot and so what made him want to this is like you you talk to a star athlete who's won a world series who um he made and this was up until 1991 close to eight million dollars so eight million dollars within let's say that's probably at least 20 25 million dollars now and he has he like actually he doesn't own a truck business and just own it he actually likes to go drive around yeah that's that's it he likes to drive around he's a he's like a really humble guy um he's just like he went back to his roots i mean but also i didn't realize this dude's stats he had um, he was a rookie in 1980. He only played 27 games. When he his first like really like close to full season, uh, you know this was a stolen bases by year. 24, 58, 54, 46, 24, 25, 21. Like he the dude. He ran. Like, would, yeah, man. Um, so wow. he was really really fun. And there's another thing uh, I got to tell you about after the show. Um, yeah, that was also eye opening. That uh, 
I, c- I cannot uh, say on air. Um, nothing gross or anything like that. Uh, nothing sinister for you listeners out there. But, oh, it's but, like, oh, interesting. But anyway. But there is a thing. If, a good you talk. Want to, uh, if you want to listen to, if you want to read a book that's fascinating that he's in, it's about the 86 Mets. And it's, I believe, called The Bad Guys One. It is an amazing book. He's in it because he was on the team about how these 86 Mets were just a bunch of assholes and yeah, bad heads, dudes. all that. Yeah, they were doing coke during games. Uh, Daryl Strawberry was like the biggest star. Uh, would have the, He had a guy who would go get girls from the stands to sleep with him during the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell. It's, and Mookie it's, was honestly, part of it was the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s. It was they were single. Doesn't really matter. I mean, everybody's consenting adults. Um, uh, and he said, uh, do not believe everything you read in the book. He said, believe a lot of it, but do not believe everything. Um, okay. We asked him about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought I just wanted to share share with you guys that it was a fun conversation getting on, on a Zoom with, with a, you know, a Mets legend um, from his truck um, last week. Um, <laughs> And I'm trying to get him on the show. We'll see. My brother has his contact oh. information. That would be amazing. Oh, um, yeah, that would be a, a great get. Yeah. Um, so um, I just wanted to actually and wrap up the sports section. As you guys know, Aaron and I, we love to make bets with each other. Aaron, let's talk about, let's make predictions. Where do you think Carson Wentz is getting traded? This is the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, former like star player that had one really shit season uh, or one and a half shit seasons. And now he's uh, on the way out with a new head coach and another young quarterback waiting in the wings on uh, Jalen Hurts. Where is Carson Wentz going to be traded? I have an idea. And I really hope you're not picking the same team that I'm going to pick. Well, I always have thought Carson Wentz isn't very good in general. He had like one good year and then got hurt. And then they won the Super Bowl without him, with Nick Foles instead, which showed, was he really even good or was it just a well-put-together team by Peterson and Mm -hmm. crew? And uh, so I don't think he's that good, which makes me think he'd be perfect for the Jets. Oh, is that your prediction? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So for me, I'm still thinking Deshaun Watson is going to the Jets, I think. They're the one team that can afford him. They have multiple first-round picks. They have um, the number two overall pick, which Houston can then use to draft another quarterback, which means that they'll have to pay a, light, a, a lesser price than any other team because that number two pick is insanely valuable, more valuable than number three or four. Um, so my guess is Indianapolis. I think you know. I think so Phil Rivers uh, is going to be retiring. He is retired. Uh, he's going to sign a one-day deal with the Chargers to then you know retire a Charger. That leaves that open. And Frank Reich was a Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator in their Super Bowl winning season when they beat the Patriots. Frank Reich is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I do think I think there's a reunion there, and I think the Colts can probably get Wentz for like a late first rounder or maybe even a second rounder. Here is why I think that's not going to happen no. with your team, at least. I mean, I don't know about the Jets, but I just always wish them nothing but the worst because I think it's funny. Um, I heard a rumor from a few reliable sources, and by that I mean Twitter accounts, that uh, Andrew Luck might come back. 
out of retirement to play Oof. for the Colts again. Interesting. I heard he was way more retired now. The line, the quote was, "He's way more retired now than he was a year and a half ago." Um, I, I mean, we have but, different Twitter sources, which is yeah. <laughs> saying something. I mean, I love Andrew Luck. I would love to see that dude come back. But part of me would be make me kind of sad. I'm like, he's going to be a shell of himself. You know, he's been not in the league. He's been in architecture shit for like a you know two years, and maybe he's um, like Betty White, and he'll just keep getting better with age. Yeah, yeah. He's the Betty White yeah, of quarterbacks. Maybe. Well, we'll see. I so, predict right. the Jets. You have the Colts for Carson Wentz, who I don't even think is very good. <laughs> so, so whoever gets yeah. him, I think won't do that well. <laughs> well, should we pick a second team and then put five dollars on it? And if either of those teams, so each of us, so you can pick a second team now, and I'll pick a second team after that. All right, my second team. I think you're gonna love it. Is the New York Giants. Uh, I love that you're throwing away your money. Um, but my, I'm, cause I'm going to go to teams that the New York Giants suck and your quarterback sucks and so on. Daniel Jones is way better than Carson Wentz. I think, and he still like got his third year in his rookie contract. Um, and then this is the year we evaluate him. Um, but I actually think the Patriots, they have an opening at quarterback. Oh, that's a good guess. A quarterback whisperer. So that's gonna be my second team. Actually, Um, I like your second guess more than mine. You snooze, you lose. I gave you the first picks. So, all right. No, that's a better better guess, but it would be great, too, because I still think then that the Patriots would suck. So that would be – it's a win-win. If he goes to the Giants, it adds to the comedy of the Giants. If he goes to the Patriots, it makes them suck. Win-win either way. Uh, So now we got to go to topic two because we've just made lots of bets and played lots of games, and topic two – is something that irks me a lot. It's something that I think could save us as a culture so much time. I don't like small talk and brief introductions. For example, hey, Rohit, how's it going? Hey, Aaron. How, how you been? Good, man. Good, man. You? No, you know, same, same, just uh, working, you know, hanging out, you know, just keeping busy, eating food. Yeah, man, me too. I just timed that. That was 23 seconds that added nothing to our lives. (laughs) That added absolutely nothing to our lives. And then second part, small talk. So like. When you're when you see someone, you're at someone's house. When we used to do that more, when you see someone at, I don't know, a grocery store with your mask on now, and you like do like I'm talking small, not like make a joke to someone like the cashier and make them laugh or they make you laugh. I'm talking small talk, like like go up to the cashier at the market. I'm thinking of things that we actually do right now. Go up to the cashier at the market and say, "Oh man, busy out there today." And you're like at the market. And then they say, yeah, you know, it's been pretty busy. Uh, Oh, man, any, uh, you know, any cool stuff on sale? (laughs) I don't know. You'll have to have a look around. Like this is just dumb talk that just doesn't need to exist in our society. We can either be more clever as people, eliminate small talk altogether and introductions altogether. The, hey, how is it going? Just should be gone from the English language. But it's not going to. It's never going to go away. 
because it's kind of a way to break awkwardness. But why don't we get less awkward and think of better things to say to people where we actually get? I think honestly, answers. just just saying hey or yo and keeping it at that with your acquaintances is is kind of the best. It's like yo, yo, Aaron, yo, yo, Rowett. And then go right into like a weird question or an interesting question. Yo, Rowett, so like um, pick a date when you think the pandemic's going to be completely over. Yeah. Or yo, Aaron, like uh, when was the last time you shaved your balls? You know, just something like that's just like, you know, you're at the office and you're just like, what? Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Rowett, at what, at what point in your life did you decide I'm going to be the beard guy? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, now these are more interesting questions. It's not how was your weekend. Um, you know, it's. Oh yeah, like, let's try that. Let's try that as a small talk. Hey, Rowan, yeah. it's Monday. How was your weekend? Oh, uh, you know, same. Just kind of like you know, watched some TV and you know, relaxed a bit. How was your weekend? Yeah, kind of the same. You know, watch some TV. Uh, uh, got some food. Yeah, you know, it's hard to. I don't even remember exactly. Uh, you do anything, do anything extra cool? No, it's, you know, like the use, you know, just, you know, had some dinner with some friends, you know, and here's how we can improve that conversation. Hey, Aaron. yo, Aaron, or just yo. say hi to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll say, wait, wait. Oh, yo, Aaron. Go row it. So, uh, who do you think is right? The Sunnis or the Shiites? <laughs> like just imagine coming to the office on a Monday and like, that's such a much more interesting question. Like then how was your weekend? You know, you get right into something of substance or Hey, row it. What was the worst thing hey, that happened to you this weekend? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I did have a family member get sick, you know, it's yeah. I think, see now we're getting oh, to did, real. To did reality. they die? We're did skipping they die? over all. Did they um, die? Yeah. Yeah. It sucked. When's the funeral? <laughs> 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 or like you know when's again, the funeral I, I are you gonna think, go or are you not gonna go like do you how much do you actually care about this family member yeah what's your views on death <laughs> <laughs> see we, we're getting right to the point here like we're gonna learn more about the person immediately yes. they might feel uncomfortable they might feel awkward they might not know what to say but it's better than wasting that 22 seconds yeah you know it's like hey you know we welcome to the agency. You know, it's your first day. We hope you have a, you know, you know, you meet lots of fun people. First question we'd like to ask you is, you know, who did your parents vote for in the last election? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who'd you, who'd you vote for? And if the answer is Trump, why? And if the answer is Biden, why? And then support it with three facts. <laughs> Like, yeah. so, um, we could yeah. become or, or, a much more interesting society. Yeah. All right. I've, I've one more question, uh, I'll, that, uh, I'll ask you that's better than how was your weekend? All right. So I'm walking in, um, you say hi to me. Hey, Rowett. Oh, Hey Aaron. Um, what's your least favorite race? <laughs> uh, Indian. How about you? <laughs> Since you're one. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> See, we just eliminated small talk and offended a race that happens to be Rowitz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Death of small talk. I don't um, actually think that in, Indians are not actually my least favorite race. 
I don't. But who is though? Oh, who's? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my least favorite race isn't a type of person. It's a concept of a person. Assholes. Um, I do not like assholes. People who are racist, who are unaccepting, who are just mean spirited. Anyone who is uh, who thinks they they're. I I don't like anyone who thinks their race is better than any other race. Oh, so Argentinians. <laughs> Oh, I grew up in Glendale, which was, which is the yeah. second biggest Argentinian population outside of Argentina. Oh yeah, no, that's not just true. A joke no, that's for, Armenia. For Argentinians no, sorry, to this. sorry, Armenia. I just, I just, <laughs> I just mixed up my wow, a, okay. my a races. <laughs> wow, that went downhill I mean, even faster than expected. Yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's like the difference between a last name like you know, like Fernandez or like. Golbankian. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, anyway. that's we just brought hope to that by offending probably lots of people. <laughs> Good. We want to. We hope to equally offend everyone because we are very equal opportunities. But we um, are. Yeah, so small talk is bad talk. Moving forward. Um, yeah, we're as we get towards the uh, you know latter part we're of our show. show. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we love talking about uh, having having a debate or two. Um, we can do these really quick, but uh, yeah, these Aaron, are quick you put ones. a couple topics down. Yeah. So the first is Mark Cuban, uh, billionaire, owns the Mavericks and I think another team. And uh, he was on a show that I don't remember the name. Was it Shark Tank? Yep. I think it was called. It was like a. It, right. it was like it was like an apprentice, but with actual. Um, yeah, Shark Tank. Yeah. Shark Tank. It was like The Apprentice, but with an actual rich person who made money. Um, yep. What do you think of Mark Cuban? I love the dude. Um, you know, I've, I've had that, you know, that Mark Cuban encounter that we've talked about in the past. Yep. Um, I think for those listeners out there, long story short, um, I had a dream one day. I dream one night back, you know, I lived, God, I was back in New York um, that I was at a, a deli. Uh, eating at the counter, um, eating a sandwich. And then Mark Cuban was sitting next to me. He's really hungry. So I gave him half my sandwich and he ate the sandwich and we became friends. Um, and then I woke up, I was like, oh man, I'm not friends with Mark Cuban. Um, and so then I just tweeted this stupid thing at him. Um, and um, he never replied. And then when I saw him at a uh, at South by Southwest conference, I was drunk. I was like, no, I wasn't drunk. It was the middle of the day. Um, and I, I was like, oh, I told him that funny story because I thought it would be hilarious. And he was totally creeped out by me. And then I told that story on Reddit. And then he went to the front page. Um, was, yeah. <laughs> then you creeped him out. Well, yes, that's better than Mark what I'm going to say. Uh, and I guess this cool. isn't going to be much of a debate because I love that even though he's a guy who's made money in the market and like he's, you know, has investments in hedge funds and all that stuff. He came out. So, so for, and you know, he's Shark Tank, like he's supposed to be the business guy for, you know, the man in a way. He owns big sports team. He came out adamantly for uh, the the little guy, the, the Reddit investors, and supports them wholeheartedly. And I thought it was interesting because it kind of paints two pictures of him. He's like the big gun who's always been a big gun and even had a TV show about like 
the experts on Wall Street and the experts in the uh, business world who know more than the regular guy who has to come prove themselves. And then he's just out there supporting them too. So he's kind of two people at once. And I felt a little weird about it. Like he's kind of playing both sides, but I at least like that he's playing the side that I like. So I wondered what you thought about it, but you know, you also like have wet dreams about him. So it's like kind of a foregone conclusion. You like the guy. Yeah. I think he's a dude that hasn't forgotten his roots. You know, I think that you can make it big and you can still be a man of the people. Um, Like Elon Musk. I fucking simp from Elon Musk. He's truly the only celebrity out there. The only, he's the only, actually the only public figure that I like truly stand. Um, and I'm not a fan of any other public figures. I enjoy people and I really support people like Andrew Yang, Bernie Sanders. Um, but like, if you ask me who is a public person I'm a fan of, the only person I can say is Elon Musk. Um, and the dude rules. He's super controversial. He says dumb shit all the time. He's a he's a meme lord. Um, he keeps pushing Doge stock. He wants to go to, to Mars. Um, but you oh, know yeah, what? The that, dude that started went well out. this last week. Yeah, his rock. You know the dude. The dude. Again. He's okay to fail. And you know he started off as someone that is you know like he started off at the bottom and he helped found like PayPal and you know, and he's, he's created a lot in his life and he used to be like this, like, you know, not rich. And he used to be like this, like balding, like super nerdy guy. And then he got like, became a billionaire and now is like good looking, like married to Grimes or dating Grimes or whatever. Um, and like, the dude is like, he hasn't forgotten his routes, because his roots because he's still tweeting about free speech and dumb memes with doges and stuff like that. So I do think that someone like Mark Cuban um, and Elon Musk prove that you can still be um, a normal person while being a billionaire. And to, to bring it all back, Trevor Bauer is kind of the Elon Musk of baseball. He just says such dumb shit. <laughs> but it's like funny <laughs> and he's actually incredibly smart. So what's the debate here? Just so we the can debate come to an, didn't uh, exist because we both kind of feel the same way. I thought there would be you'd okay. have a different opinion, uh, but you no, didn't. I like Mark Cuban. Yeah. yeah. So here's um, number two. He's my sandwich friend. Yeah. He, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I also forgot that you, you know, have intimate acquaintance, you know, special time with him at night. Uh, the other one is, do you know Ben Sass, the uh, the senator? Republican Actually, senator. I'm not too familiar with Ben Sass. Um, well, he the GOP. He's a Republican senator, and the GOP wants to censor him. So, I'm curious what you think of that because they want to censor him because he's being too uh, liberal for them, basically. And he came out with a statement saying, "Don't." Like, you can censor me all you want, but uh, I'm, like, not, you know, I'm going to keep saying what I'm going to, because here was the exact thing. Senate, Senator Ben Sass slams Nebraska GOP committee, plans to censor him for criticizing Trump. And so here's where I ask you for the debate. Like, you and I probably don't agree with anything Ben Sass really has to say. I'm looking at what he has um, to say because I don't really know much about him. Um, but this is it. Like the the debate is like, 
can you be a bad guy and a good guy? And, and, and at what point are politics just getting so out of whack that like the GOP is censoring him for being honest about this guy that's, they still stand with that, you know, attempted a coup. It's just, it's getting so whacked out, but he probably voted for Trump. Like it, it just, yeah. Okay. It becomes, so, so it looks like Sass is like the. You know, he's a Republican from Nebraska. Nebraska. He looks like he, they're upset that he said that January sixth, the 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 attack on the the Capitol was uh, was a big deal. Okay. They're upset that uh, apparently he didn't do enough to vocally support Donald Trump, um, and uh, he's also they're upset that he. Uh, they said that he was too graceful in accepting uh, a legal defeat uh, when Joe Biden won the presidency and not fighting for it to be overturned. Um, that's insane. So I think him, um, Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney are like three of the outliers um, from the Republican Party that are actually like being reasonable. And those are the three people that it seems like a good amount of the Republican Party wants them to go away and shut the hell up. So it's pretty interesting. So my question to you is, because it's it's very interesting what what you just said. The debate is, can you have your cake and eat it too when you're one of these people? Because he also was Republican in the Senate and still, so he was against all this stuff, but still voted for all of the Trump policies and all those things that went through that were just evil and bad. I. But now he's standing for something like free speech, but he still was for, do you see what I mean? He was still for, but now he's like, I got to, I want my speech to be heard. I'm standing for something after the fact sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a little, you think it might be grandstanding. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. First of all, I do not think everything that Trump pushed for was bad. And I said that before, you know, I think the way he stood up China was, I think really strong, trying to bring jobs back home. And also I think, uh, you know, pulling out of the Paris accord, I think, you know, after I was so pissed about it, I realized, okay, cool. We don't have to give billions of dollars to other countries that don't have accountability. Most of what Trump did, I do not agree with. So I think, I don't know this guy's voting record. But judging by any Republicans from the past four years, they generally voted for anything and everything that Donald Trump voted for. So there is still accountability on their end to their constituents that should have voted them for that voted him in office. Um, so I do think you're right there. Um, now, the idea of censoring this is CN, C-E-N-S-U-R-E versus C-E-N-S-O-R. The censoring is like that's what it's pretty much a formal like like punishment. Like they want to like give him detention um, and say bad yeah. um, just for the listeners out there. I know you and I know this was just the, 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 you know, might not translate well when they pronounce the same uh, on air. Um, but I think, I think that you could hold him in the same sort of regard as you would any, you know, incumbent Republican um, that, you know, made it through this election cycle. Um, and if you disagree with, everything that Trump did, then yeah, you can continue. You don't have to praise this dude at all, at all. I, th- I don't think people need praise for for doing things that are just decent or common decency. And I think it is common decency to like not drag out this election when it obviously it, w- it was a legitimate election. It is common decency to say that the 6th of January was an attack 
on the Capitol, right? And it wasn't just a, a nonviolent protest and it wasn't something that, that should be brushed off. And it's common decency to literally like not support this dude that lost and try and like fight like a little like little child. So I think he's doing things that are base level and doesn't need to be praised for them. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of where I stand. I just think it's more of a giant double standard of like, as you said, grandstanding, like he had all his cake and was part of the so many bad policies. And I don't even agree with the two that you liked. So, um, which is a different debate for another time, but uh, I think Trump, you know, there should be regulations against China, but the way he did it was terrible and how he went about it was just idiotic. Um, so we, but we won't go there. The, the point of it is he's now after the fact saying stuff when, why weren't you saying this during these four years when he was doing all sorts of terrible racist, bad for our country, pro Russia, you know, you name the thing. There's like lists of thousands of bad things he did. And now he says this. That's because most political officials are fucking cowards and stick to their party lines and do not stand up for what's right, except through the lens of their party. I don't think you find any brave, really any brave people that are across the line very often at all. Like John McCain's one of the last ones out that I could think of and the dude's dead. Mitt Romney was the only one that kept breaking ranks, but even still, like, you know, there was, he still supported Trump in 26. No, actually he didn't, but he still didn't fight Trump hard enough. Yeah. He did more than Ben Sass, for example. Yeah. I mean, and we're going to get to the one that's hope in 60 seconds. Actually, I'll just pull it up just because it doesn't necessarily need to be hope in 60. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, you had all the 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 party that was fighting against kids in cages, the horrible shit that was happening, you know, down on the border where children were being separated from their parents um, due to really gross negligence by the Trump administration. Yes, Obama administration created the cages, but those were just meant to be temporary and those are meant for, you know, when the parents were like criminals and they had to be separated from the kids. What Trump did when he did the kids in cages and the family separation was that they, he actually removed the forms that actually tied gave like of the field where, who the parents are and who the child's are. He actually, the, the paperwork to even say who was, was, related to who that wasn't part of the paperwork that was then filled out. So now every case to reunite children with their parents, which Biden is doing, uh, you know, it has, you have to have assign a caseworker to each child to find their family versus just being able to use paperwork to then tie back and forth. But what we're seeing now, though, is the same party that I voted for and you voted for that was complaining about children in cages just reopened them, right? And but they've rebranded them with a completely different name. Um, they're no longer calling children children cages. They're called overflow facilities for unaccompanied migrant children. That they're just being rebranded. Nobody's fighting that now. So when you fought it before to get the elections, there's no freaking uh, outcry about that now. Again, people will vote along their party lines. Most people from both parties will only do what the party mantra says, not what is for the best of the people. It's what's for the best of the party. And I'll take that back as soon as I hear some Democrats now being consistent with what they were complaining about going into the election if they start complaining about the new overflow facilities for unaccompanied migrant children, or they actually call them what they are is a reopening of the kids in cages. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you can shit on SAS as you should, but let's all be consistent. I will always carry the same energy and the same disrespect 
for both parties because I think they are both bad. Um, maybe not equally bad, but both bad and worse because yeah. uh, I looked at polls of like po- like the popularity of presidents when they first come into office and Trump was the least popular president in history. He mm-hmm. never got to 50% popularity even. So he never had half the country behind him ever. And the craziest part is, dude, the dude had a freaking softball. All he had to do, the dude would have won the re-election. Unfortunately, he did not. But he would have won the re-election if all he did was, like, okay, guys, wear masks. Okay, guys, listen to doctors. Okay, everybody, listen, let's play this safely. That would have been the most softball way into win a re-election, but he chose to, yeah. He was still like around 42, 43% popular no matter what. Like he never was. But my point isn't even that, which is a good point. It's, we have got, like when I was looking at polls, like when Carter got elected or when Reagan got elected, or when Bush Sr. or Clinton or Bush Jr. got elected or Obama got elected, their popularities were like 60% or 70% when they came into power because people were excited, new guy, no matter what the party line. Starting with Trump, a little bit with Obama and then with Trump, like it's all party lines. Like no one's going to like the other person no matter what in popularity polls. And Biden, he's popular more popular than trump ever was he's at like 55 to 60 percent but it's still like a lot of people just won't like him no matter what he does if he cured cancer they still wouldn't like him and so uh yeah i agree i agree i mean yeah exactly we got time for like two open 60s then we got to wrap this show but even just to continue on this the fact that even after all the craziness that happened and we talked about marjorie tyler green last week the fact that she got a standing ovation by many Republicans when she came into the chambers this week was like, that's how party line is. And that's how disgusting the state of politics is right now. It's, it's teams and it's not country. Um, and it's that horrible person. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 that is feeling really hopeless. Um, but yes, let's, let's, let's leave off there. I think the debate that we had was just about that consistency. And I think that we actually both are also on the same side. It's like, I don't think that we have to necessarily give people like claps for doing stuff that they should have been doing or just common decency. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I think, yeah, great for Ben Sass. At least you're standing up to people, but you should have been doing that a lot earlier. And it shouldn't be a brave moment to do to have normal decency as an elected official. Um, so, and. let's do one hope in sixty because we're running long, and we will wrap yeah. up the show then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, and uh, so I don't know if you for, ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me start the timer. All right. I don't know if you've heard about this. But I was offered it. There is something called Broadway Show Pass, where you can pay a subscription to watch Broadway shows online. Now, I'm not a big Broadway fan to begin with. And I think this whole concept is just completely depressing and hopeless. That even for people who like Broadway, the whole point is that you go to the show and you watch it in person. So to pay for a pass, so you can watch an old show on your computer or TV is just super stupid. Give me hope that this isn't just the end of society. 
one, I also, I'm with you. I'm not a big Broadway person, although I, my friend runs a Lion King in New York and globally. And also I enjoyed Hamilton when that was like on Disney. And I actually think there's a lot of out of, I mean, all of these theater workers across the fucking planet are out of work. And I think it puts food on people's t- plates, you know, on their, on their tables. And I actually think it's a wonderful, innovative way to bring economy back through streaming and using technology. And we are at time. Um, I think it's, I don't think so. I think it'll it'll just be a teaser. People are going to want to go see the real thing. I, I can't imagine how many people after watching Hamilton on Disney Plus wish that, oh my God, I would go totally see that in real life, you know, and just sort of see that happen. And I think it'll be it'll be a good taste for it. Um, and I really, I wish them well. You know, these Broadway people, I think, work harder than most Hollywood actors. They have to do everything live and they have to sing and they have to dance and they have to be able to be projecting their face and their voice to a large crowd and do it six times a week and, you know, multiple times a day. So, I think that there's it's really impressive so as much as I'm not into it I'm happy for them um can we just do a quick hope in 30 seconds um okay um uh Lil Uzi Vert uh, I did 130 but let's do 30 a uh, little Uzi Vert rapper um he just got a uh, 1.6 million dollar I think or even more expensive uh, diamond jewel cut into his head and he looks like vision now from um Avengers um hope uh, I think it was like 24 million. So that's more hope. And uh, the hope in it that I will give you is he's going to look like the stupidest rapper. All right. And that's time. And he was bleeding. There's a picture of him. Like, yeah. Oh, um, ridiculous. Like this guy's an idiot. Like what an obnoxious thing. I'm not going to listen to any of his music ever. No, I really haven't listened to much of it anyway. Yeah. So we won't run really long with, uh, with all this stuff. There's been a lot of fun. I hope you've had, uh, I've had fun row of you. Yeah. Always, always. And, uh, I think the, the last thing we'll just say is, uh, bye, bye Marjorie because she is no longer allowed on committees because she is batshit evil crazy. Deuces. <laughs> no more QAnon on committees. Yeah. So she's still in office, but yeah, but at least she's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bringing flat earth to um, whatever the educational committee. But anyway, Aaron, I got to go. You got to go. Everyone have an amazing, we hope you had an amazing Super Bowl weekend. Um and um yeah i think i picked the chiefs on the under you took them on the over um and um yeah and uh aaron i'll be drawing our box pool that you're that you joined us with uh shortly and good luck to everyone in your box pool and in all your gambling efforts and buy dogecoin and uh stay uh stay hopeful and have fun and don't do small talk all right we're out when the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show with Aaron and Rohit Woe.